0: Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God, and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. I am Tom Brown, and your host today, Billy Thrall. Yes! Love that intro. Hey, this is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona and other stuff. This can be really fun, because, like most times, uh, this is a friend, but this friend is, is a hoot, and we're also working on something really cool together. So this is going to be really fun to talk about. Uh, I'm going to intro this week, similarly like I do each time, and say, "Why in the world would Billy Thrall be on the radio for an hour?" I don't know, except that when I get to do it, my goal is to tell you gospel. And so my goal is that good news enters the airways. And I think that some of the best good news I hear are when the people of God do the work of God. So whatever else is buzzing in your head these last few weeks, um, good news, bad news, however you want to interpret it, I think really good news are stories of God's people doing God's work. So you know that. That's why I get to do Movement Day and some other stuff I've got to do around the city. But it's also why I brought my friend who's in here, and we're going to talk about— tangible, actual ways to serve kids in the state of Arizona so that they do not enter the system. How about that idea? So, Jenica, hello.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: So fun to have you. This is Jenica McMaster, and she runs a thing called the Care Portal. We are going to talk about that this hour. Some of you might remember we had Adrian Lewis on from the Care Portal about a year ago. We're on again because now is the time, this is the season where the church, you listening, can be engaged in a super amazing new level, literally. This is crazy. The state of Arizona, the government, yes, the government, is asking the church, please help us. You heard that right. Clean out your ears. (laughs) The government of Arizona is asking local church leaders, you and me, like Jenica and myself... Help us. Help us serve kids. Help us serve families so that we can keep kids out of the foster care system and either with their families that they should be with or with a caregiver that can give them the right love. So how's that sound? You're in. Awesome.
1: It's awesome. It's a miracle.
0: It is a miracle. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how Jenica got involved in this project, a little bit of what I know about the project. It's an amazing thing. And then February 14th, Valentine's Day. There is an official launch. The governor and his wife will be speaking. Uh, State officials will be speaking. Pastors will be speaking. It'll be crazy because you're going to have prayer in the same room as government officials. I know. Look what we're doing here. We're bringing it together. Uh, And so at February 14th, February 13th, 14th. February 14th, 14th, 2 to
1: 3 p.m. at Grand Canyon University. It's going to be awesome.
0: We'll get more details as the show rolls on, but I just wanted to say welcome to those of you who are listening. We really do want you to hear good news here today, because we're not just talking about how we need you. We're also going to tell you how ready the church is just crushing it and doing a cr- crazy stuff across the nation, the globe, and that's how Care Portal was gifted to the state of Arizona, really, as a way that the church can engage with families and kids. I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. This is Quinney on Faith Talk 1360. Okay, this is our first break, but come back with us, and Jenica and I are going to talk about good news and the ways the church can serve kids through the Care Portal. Be back in just a second. Jenica jamming on the guitar. <laughs> Welcome back to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona with my friend Jenica McMaster. I don't remember how we met, but we'll come back to that later. We are here to talk about one, of, I think, one of the coolest things actually happening in Arizona right now, believe it or not. Um, of all the projects I've seen, been a part of, wondered, watched about, prayed for, this is one of those miracles that... We're being asked by government officials in the state of Arizona, please, church, help us specifically in these areas. And that's what Care Portal was designed to do. So we're going to talk about that. Maybe you're interested. You hear the number on the news. You know, sometimes 18,000 or 19,000 gets thrown out. That's just the state of Arizona. Um, I want to remind each of you that that's a real number. Those are real kiddos who are not with their mommy and daddy. Because of most of the times, it's a poverty issue. It's not an abuse issue. It's a poverty issue. That family doesn't have what it needs to keep itself together. Uh, job, basic life skills, it's tough. Sometimes it's a substance abuse or addiction issue. And that's, we're not here to shame those people. We're here to love those people. And the kids are the victim. So today, right now in Arizona, upwards of 19,000 kids are not at home. They're not with mommy and daddy Jennica and I think that's not how God wants it to be. So we're here to tell you that we think the church is in this redemptive work, and Care Portal's letting us use that. So I want to first start by introducing Jennica. Jennica has a really fun story, how she ended up in all this. But how, who are you? And then we'll talk about ways that people can serve kids across the state. So, Jennica, where'd you come from?
1: Well, I um, live here with my husband and my three little girls. A ten year old, an eight-year-old, almost ten year old, eight year old, and five year old. And we are back in Arizona. My husband is originally a Tempe boy. And he and I met in Washington, DC in two thousand one and moved back here for a few years. God called us away for six years and now we're back. So we're really excited to be back in the valley. And where
0: are you from? Home. Where's where's home for you?
1: I am originally from Wichita, Kansas. My whole family's in Overland Park, Kansas now, but I am a Kansas girl. Um and so but we Arizona's home for us and uh the Lord keeps bringing us back here.
0: So I I know a little bit of what you were doing in Washington DC. I think it'd be really interesting for people to hear. Here's this Kansas girl, Kansas girl who ends up in Washington DC. Yes, you met your hubby and all that stuff, but what were you doing in DC?
1: Yeah. It's awesome how uh the Lord moves your story. In spite of you, is, is kind of um, how I view my time in Washington, D.C. I went to Azusa Pacific University is where I got my degree in communications. And it it just happened that right out of college, I had a internship at the White House in Washington, D.C.
0: Not I, everybody gets that.
1: I Well, and it was literally the Lord's cool. hand yeah. because it, it was kind of a last minute thing. I mean, this
0: was Bush... One, Bush. Bush.
1: Yes, President Bush 43. Okay, got so, it. Um, this was his first term. Yep. And right after 9-11, actually, my husband actually worked at the White House mm. at, during 9-11. And you'll love wow. it. so he was kind of a low man on the totem pole. We were 22 years old. And he um, was the one that the office assigned to stay in the office and answer phone calls.
0: <laughs> wow. So he's that designated survivor. Yeah, he was the designated survivor. <laughs> at right. he 22. Like the
1: most expendable, I guess. So... Um, so I started, I, I really wanted to be an event planner and it just so happens that the office that I started interning in was, we did all the internal events. It's called the Office of Public Liaison. So anything that um, a special interest group from anywhere, everyone in our office was assigned a group. Uh, so I was, I worked, I interned about a month and then I was hired in the office and I was given, youth was one of my interest groups, which was really foreshadowing to what the Lord wanted yeah. me to do. Youth, I did um, Make-A-Wish visits, which mm. was wow. a highlight of yeah, the whole deal. Um, that was super fun. And uh, Italian-Americans, anything that they came in for? Irish-Americans? Okay, and, then and the Irish. Good. Anyone from the entertainment industry, <laughs> okay. funny enough, nice. <laughs> which was few and far between <laughs> during those years. Green Bush, <laughs> W, yeah. Nobody liked them. <laughs> So, um so that's what I did, and my husband worked two doors down. He was in the political affairs office, and uh, we met and fell in love at the white house and Wow how' fun. just your typical love story <laughs> no, <right>? it's not
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he's what now what does what do you guys do for real life
1: uh you mean, what does he do yeah. for a career yeah, so he um we he we moved back here he worked for the Home Builders Association of Central Arizona when we moved back we decided we wanted to start a family and um he worked on the president's reelection campaign i went up to new york city and did the convention up there and then we decided we really needed a more steady lifestyle in order to start a family so arizona was our choice we moved back here and um when we when we started the that's when the home Crash, oh, two thousand five, I think that was, right. and so he was a month shy of his uh, LSAT expiring, and so we felt this is like his
0: law the pre-entry exam. Yep, yep. exam yep. To, to
1: go to law school, and it was never a convenient time to quit your job and go to law school with a little baby. But we felt like that was the Lord's answer to us, and so we moved uh, to. That's when we moved to Kansas City for him to go to law school. So we were there for six years, and then. The Lord opened the door here with a company called Scottsdale Mint, and um, he's kind of does their international affairs and law, and um, we love it. It's a lot of Lawyer Christian guy. men. Yeah, <laughs> Christian men he gets to work with. The Lord really opened that door. And...
0: You are listening to Jenica McMaster. She runs the Care Portal for the state of Arizona, or at least for Maricopa County. And I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day here on Koinonia. So do you come from a faith background? How'd you meet the Lord? Were your parents in your story? What's a little bit of that?
1: Okay. Yeah, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are um, very involved in lots of different ministries. They're very ministry-minded, but they do that from the uh, private sector.
0: So they're both in the business world.
1: Yep. Um my dad actually has a bank called Cross First Bank and it's all set on uh, making promises. It's he he says making promises creates hope, keeping promises creates trust. Nice. And so that's there. There's your tag. There you go. That's one of my favorite things he says. <laughs> um so yeah, I grew up in a Christian home. We have I had um several years in the wilderness. We call her Jessica. Mm-hmm. She kind of stepped away so from. Yeah, pre-Jesus, Jenica. Paul got a new game. Abraham <laughs> got a new. I need one. Everybody got a new name, so Jenica got a new name. <laughs> Jessica came around for several years, and um, I actually uh, was a sophomore in college. Um, I went to five different high schools. The man was kind of all over the place, and um, I, a sophomore in, in college. Uh, we got the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C., actually, for the National Student Leadership Forum. My brother and I did. A guy named Steve Largent, who uh, was a congressman at yeah. the time, invited us. He was a Seattle Seahawks Seattle Seahawk, Seahawk yeah. Hall of Fame player. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a good friend of our family's and invited us, to, um, invited us to the National Student Leadership Forum. And th- it was there that I can't really explain it. The Lord was just mm. kind of done with Jessica. Mm. And so he... Um, just completely changed my heart and my lifestyle. And it was a couple months later that he gave me the opportunity to go to Haiti, and I served um, at an orphanage there with Kanakuk Camps. The the president of Kanakuk, Joe White, has a um, bunch of orphanages there. We went and served, and then I moved home for a semester before transferring to APU. And, um, gosh, the day before our church left on a trip to Israel— that uh, two people got in a car crash, and they needed two people to take their places. Wow. And so my mom and I jumped on the plane and went wow. to Israel, and I was baptized in the Jordan River. Nice. Perfect. You know, just— Goodbye,
0: Jessica. Hello, goodbye. Yeah,
1: there you cannot get much more <laughs> transformative than nice. Haiti, Israel, and the nice. APU really helped me with my foundation of growth. And ever since then, it's just—the Lord overtook my life.
0: It's awesome. So— Well, we are going to talk about the CARE Portal. We've got to take a break here in a couple minutes. And I know you got some background with the CARE Portal. It's kind of cool how God has brought you into this because your dad's involved in the CARE Portal stuff in Kansas. But I want to sort of set the table and remind people what's going on here. Uh, In Arizona, there's a crisis. There's a child care crisis. There's a family breakdown crisis. And it's got a lot of factors that play out. And usually in a crisis, the the weakest person is the one that suffers the most. So the children of our state are suffering, and many, many of them are being pulled from their homes and put into foster care, group homes, or worse. <clears throat> God bless those who have stepped up and care in those environments, but kids are kind of left in vulnerable spaces. As the church, those of us who love God and you've been called of God in, by your whole life and your marriage and your kids, but us, we hear those numbers and we hear that stuff and we freeze. What do we mm-hmm. do? It's too big. It's too crippling. It's like a national disaster that we can't do anything about. And then once in a while, God raises up these ideas, these people inside churches, these nonprofits, and they break through that darkness and provide a platform for His Jesus's followers to make a difference. And that's what's happening with the care portal. I want to talk a little bit more about it after the break. What's also amazing about this is in my previous position in the governor's office, we got a lot of favor around this story because what was happening in Tucson and in other counties, they've stepped up and churches started serving kids before they got pulled from their families. And now that's endorsed by the state, by our governor and his wife who runs a council and Thankful for Debbie Moak and her office and Terry Lynn, who has my old job, and there's just a lot of crossover now that this thing is actually real, really going, and it is a way for individuals and churches to actually intercept the system and give care to a family in crisis so that their kid doesn't get pulled. So that's what we're going to talk about. It's Care Portal. It's already in Arizona. It's happening We talk about a launch, but it's really already been launched for a while. And we're going to talk about what does it do, how can somebody be involved, how does your church get involved, and what difference is it really making. So I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. That's Jenica McMaster from Care Portal, Arizona. And we're going to talk more about ways that you, too, can get involved in helping kids in our state. After this break, we'll be back in just a minute.
1: Yeah, we're back.
0: Hi, this is Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona, and there's Jenica McMaster talking right through the introduction, (laughs) which is kind of nice. We're talking about the Care Portal. The Care Portal is a mechanism. It's a gift from God, actually, for a way the church can serve kids, and it's across the nation. We're blessed to have it in Arizona. Some donors have stepped up to pay for some staff support and some stuff. And I'm going to cue you up again, Jenica, and let you talk about a little bit of the history of the CARE Portal. But I want to then set the tone. Maybe someone's just turning in. Uh, this is good news. I just want to tell folks, there's this is good news. There is a crisis in our state, but every crisis gives the church an opportunity to step in. So an example, I know dear people who have stayed in Syria to love the refugees. That's an awful crisis of our time. And I know people who stay in Haiti right after the earthquake One of the crises of Arizona is our foster care issue, and so many kids being pulled from actually sometimes loving homes, but poverty has gotten in the way, and that family's fallen apart because they don't have basic life essentials. So, Care Portal was designed by a guy named Adrian Lewis, part of the Global Orphan Project. And so, Jenica, tell us a little bit of the history. What is Care Portal? Where did it come from? And then, let's you and I talk a little bit about how it is actually already impacting kids in Arizona, a little history.
1: Yeah, so the history is, it is a division of Global Orphan Project, which has been around for a while. It's an awesome organization. They do, their mission in, across the world is ignite the local church to meet the needs of orphans in the community. So no matter where they go, they always work with the local church and um, give them the, the resources, empower them, train them to to then take care of the orphans. So um, one of the trips over there, Adrian just really felt on his heart that the Lord was saying, okay, so what about the 400,000 orphans that you just flew over, which is how many we have in the United States? And that is when they came up with the concept of the Care Portal, ignite the local church here to meet the needs of orphans in their community. Something that's really exciting is, It's only been around since March of 2015, the Care Portals. That's when it launched. And it's already in nine states. It has uh, 7,219 children have been impacted by the church stepping up in the United States since March 2015. And it has revolutionized the relationship between church and government of working together for the same kids that we're all caring for the same kids and so here in arizona it started with an awesome lady named sue baird in tucson who heard about it and brought it here and really spearheaded the effort and um and so they launched december of 2015 and then in maricopa county we started september of this of 2016 so It's very exciting what's happened in such a short amount of time, which can only be explained as it's the Lord.
0: (laughs) And let me kind of talk about what what do we mean impacted? Because some people ask, so you're saying 7,200 kids nationwide, what happened? The way I understand it and the way you can correct me, what happens is a caseworker gets called to a house because something's not right. You know, none of us want to have to call what is Arizona's DCS. No one of us wants to have to call DCS, but we can see a family or a child in crisis. And so we have to call the state agency. And some of us feel necessary to do that. That caseworker shows up to that home. They're required to vi- investigate this call. And oftentimes, I would say mo- majority of the times, what they walk into are issues of poverty, The air conditioning doesn't work in the summer. The heat's not working in the winter. There's too many kids in one bed. There's bed bugs. Not abuse. You know, abuse is well, we got to get that kid to safety. But poverty can can lead to neglect because how does a single mom pull this off and whatever's going on? And you can imagine some apartment complexes and so on and so forth. And it's not just an urban issue. It's a suburban issue because families in crisis all over the place. And so what happens is this caseworker walks in, assesses this this situation, and thinks, boy, if I could just get bunk beds for these kids so they're not all in the same bed, and if I could get an exterminator to get rid of these bed bugs, I could keep this family together because they hit all the other metrics. Mom and dad love each other, they're they're going to work, but they're poor. In the past, that caseworker had nowhere to go. The state doesn't have a lot of resources to do that kind of thing. There are some great nonprofits in town, Arizona Helping Hands and some other things. But connecting that caseworker to a caring faith community, we'll use church because that's what we're about, has not happened. It's been very clunky and slow. But the dream of the care portal is why don't we use technology and email and connect those two worlds that's what's happened. So when you say 7,200, what's happened is 7,200 times a kid got to stay home because a church showed up and met the needs of that family in crisis. Am I saying that close to right?
1: <laughs> you are. You are saying that right. So, yeah, it's—it—the— um it, th- the, Caseworkers, especially here in Arizona, I can speak for them. They they are extremely low on capacity. They have, I think it's one hundred and fifty thousand calls a year that yeah. the DCS hotline gets, um, which is overwhelming. Yeah. So a lot of these caseworkers would like to help the family, and they they see the need. They're just at capacity. They don't they don't know how to get material items for every single family they have. Um, and the majority of the caseworkers that we have worked with and met have been amazing. Yeah, they have a heart totally. for these families. It's just capacity. And so what's happened is they can turn a need into their supervisor. Their supervisor now has a place to just shoot an email, a little bit of details. They do have the family sign a waiver. Uh, can, would they? Would you like the church to possibly come meet this need? Mm-hmm. The family can say yes or no. If they say yes, they sign a waiver saying, obviously, items are as is. We're not responsible if something breaks. And then from there, the DCS caseworker um, emails the church in our network. So you have to be enrolled in the CARE portal, which is a very simple three-step process. Uh, Just information about your church. You have to have a point person at your church to receive the emails from DCS. And then I come and do a little orientation Um, just train you on our website and things. And then from there, you're active, which means you can receive the emails from DCS. And from there, DCS shoots the email. If your church responds to that need, um, they respond directly to DCS, and DCS gives you the physical address and phone number of the family, and the church is able to go be the church in their zip code to these families.
0: I want you guys to hear that's Jenica McMaster with Care Portal Uh, careportal.org. I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. I want you to hear what's happening, that God has allowed a crisis to be the the opportunity for there to be bridges built. The church is building bridge to the state system that needs help. The, The Care Portal has now got a bridge to families of resource, to families that need some help for now, there's a bridge now the business sector is involved because you receive grants and you receive funding to make it happen. And then the nonprofits that exist, because there are nonprofits who do things like bikes for kids and field trips. for tri- The Care Portal isn't in competition with any of that. It's an avenue where that can be brought to whatever is needed in this situation. So it seems like an, almost like, is it real? Mm-hmm. And we will tell you it's totally real. And so, what, I, Jenica, in this few minutes, what's a story or two? Where you just say, man, if people could only have seen what I saw, a specific situation, then they would all want to do this. Like what what has Care Portal actually done for a kid or two?
1: Yeah, um, it's it's I have the coolest job ever. I get to be have a front row seat of watching God's people do what he's called them to do. And so um, so many awesome examples. The majority of the requests that come in are beds. Beds are a, a big deal. Beds, mattresses, um, like you said, bed bugs, things like this. We have a a guy with Desert View Bible, Jim Welter. He's awesome. Um, he went and met a need for a family, and got to talking to the the mom. She was injured in childbirth and kind of was. I could think on disability maybe from work and lost her job, had this little one at home, didn't didn't have any resources, but was actively looking for a job. And um, Jim left her house and, and got a job interview for her, <laughs> awesome. um, which was just, it's, it's that the church has the opportunity, yes, to meet a physical need, but the church has the opportunity to go this next mile and meet a relational need. <laughs> and um, this woman didn't have, seemingly anyone to champion her in the workplace and so jim was willing to to make a phone call to a friend and and set that up um we have stories of uh there was a woman in tucson or a family in tucson i think it was a family of seven living in a a mobile home unit and it was leak it was unlivable and the caseworker put it through it was a huge need i mean Massive need of home repairs for for this family to stay together, and they, um, one of the churches responded and said, "This is now our problem. Mm. This is not your problem that we're going to come in and help with." And so they wrapped around this family. I think they found an alter- alternative place to live. Um, they completely relationally wrapped around the family, and and those are the kind of things that it's not. That doesn't happen every time. Sometimes it's they deliver a crib to the home, and and that's it. And that's it. Yep. And it's a ama- it changes that's someone's great. life, yep. and then there's the awesome instances where it goes that extra mile and and wraps around them. the The idea of the care portal is to be within. In fact, Kansas City, where it first started, you know, back in that March of 2015, they are within eight miles. So eight miles of every need, there's a church there to meet the need. So these are the people that you run into on a regular basis. Yeah. This is not going to Samaria, if you will, based on the scripture. You know, this is like Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah. It's in your backyard. And um, yes, in, in Maricopa County, it's so large. And we've started on, on the west side of town. So there are churches driving yeah. to Samaria. but um, But yeah, that's the idea. And it's pretty cool.
0: That's Jenica McMaster with Care Portal, uh, careportal.org, I think is how you find you. And uh, there's tabs for all the different states in Arizona. Arizona is obviously one of those, which is amazing. The United States is, I think, being transformed by these kind of models where the church is creating some real solutions. When we come back after this next break, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what does it take to sign up? But then I also want to remind people that February 14th, Valentine's Day is sort of an official launch and at Grand Canyon University from 2 to 3 o'clock. There's going to be a whole celebration, and the governor and his wife are going to be there, and a whole bunch of stuff's going to be going on. So encourage you to sign up and be at the Care Portal launch February 14th. We're going to come back after this break in another segment with Jenica about how you can be part of the solution with us. Be back in a second. We are back. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. That's Jenica McMaster with Care Portal. Yippee. Sorry, gotta cut my throat. (laughs) Um, We are talking about an actual solution, and I love that. Uh, I've, I've spent a lot of years of my life bumping into families in poverty and had lots of hats of different ways to serve that, and I love all the things churches are doing. And yes, our friends in the government are trying. And as you said earlier, some sweet, wonderful, kind people are these caseworkers who have to enter these situations that none of us would have to see. In the same way, if we have friends who are a cop and you're like, boy, I really don't want to know what you see every day. But what's happened is Care portal's given us a way to conserve that caseworker and serve that family and intercept the process. One of the things that you, if you know anything about, kind of foster care system. It's very traumatic for kids. It's very traumatic for families. It's not the way we want it to go. Maybe you attend church and you hear family, 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 family all the time on Sundays, and we think that's the right way to go. But for most families, they don't have what it needs to stay together. They're in crisis and there's tragedy or one thing. Or maybe you're listening and you're thinking, boy, I remember when we were that family And somebody stepped and intervened. Even Terry Lynn, who now has our office and helping with Care Portal out of the governor's office, had a season of her life where she was a single mom with four boys. And she doesn't even remember how this happened, but the fire department showed up and gave her Christmas. And she got looped into a church, and it rescued her story. That's how it works. And so what's happened with Care Portal, as I always say, it's now a technology that lets us build relationship. You've referred to that. So, Jenica, you've talked a little bit about what the impact of Care Portal in Arizona. Uh, we have this event February 14th at 2 o'clock at Grand Canyon University. How do people contact you? So if somebody's listening and going, I can help. By the way, you only help at the level you want to. You know, mm-hmm. once you say yes, we're not at your door every day asking you for a cans of food, right? You only give as much as you want to give. But how does someone contact you to begin the process of starting to serve with Care Portal?
1: Yeah, thank you. The... That's the cool part about it's an email and if you can meet the need, you respond, and if you can't, you wait for the next one. <laughs> you don't reply pretty,
0: to the email, right? It's
1: pretty uh, it's pretty cool how it works. But my you can email me. My email address is Jenica J-E-N-I-C-A at goproject.org.
0: I'm gonna have you say that again.
1: Jenica J E N I C A at Goproject.org. And you can email me. I will send the invitation to the event. It is going to be great. Our whole goal, it is our official launch event. When we launched in September, it's a, it was kind of a soft launch on the west side of town. It was to work on the process. Maricopa County is so huge that we launched just the DCS offices that are on the west side. DCS has their process refined to the point now where... As we get churches signed up throughout the whole valley, we can launch the whole valley. So there's several different DCS offices that we can launch. It just depends on the church. So if we get churches in each area, we can launch the whole Maricopa County. So that is the goal of the event.
0: Catch what Jennica just said. The state agency is ready. Uh, you and I have met with them. You've been there a bunch of times. They're ready. So the state's saying as many churches as want to help, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. which is amazing. So we have such favor from the Lord in that way. Do you remember the number, how many churches are there in in Maricopa County? Did we talk about that
1: yet? How many total churches? Total or how churches. Many? I, there's 2,000. That's what I thought. Total churches.
0: So 2,000 churches in Maricopa County. And I think if every church just did one kid a year, just mm-hmm. said, we'll care for one kid a year, we would not have this problem anymore. Right. <clears throat> so it is it is a scalable model. And we're going to move at the pace of what the church is willing to help with. So, again, that's Jenica at Care Portal, and I'm Billy with Movement Day Arizona. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. Jenica, I'm going to ask you this question. If uh, if this thing shut down and went away, how would it break your heart?
1: Oh, it, it would absolutely break my heart. There's a—you um, know, there's that verse in Acts where— uh, where they it says, if this is if this is from man, it will fail, mm. but if this is from the Lord, there's no stopping it. Yes. And I say that all the time because I know with every fiber in my being that this is from the Lord. Mm. Um So, a, I don't think it's going to shut down <laughs> because there's no stopping us, right? Yes, really. So I don't even have to think about that. Is what I'm going to say, but. um it would, there's, in fact, I just looked up the number. There's a, on careportal.org, we have a live impact number that you can see how many lives have been impacted, live, real-time number. And so I look it up all the time because I think it's exciting. But 983 is our number since December of 2016. 16. And then, but that's by 44 churches mm-hmm. in Arizona. So that's what, when you say the 2,000 churches, can you just imagine? Right. And so... I don't even want to think about it not.
0: So let me flip it the other happening. way. What gives you the greatest <laughs> expectation for this next year and the years that come? Like what 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 would just be so joy filled for you?
1: You know, there's a couple things that I ask the Lord as I drive all over the city. And the one is unity. That's something that gets me really excited about the care portal because beyond the church meeting the need. It's, we link up pods of about 10 churches in every different area, and we meet once a month, and we meet with DCS caseworkers, and we meet with the different churches, and these churches join together to meet some needs. They join together and pray over these DCS caseworkers. I mean, if that isn't a miracle, I don't know what is. Uh, We pray together. They they then have relationships with people in their area at other churches that they can say, hey, some of these needs come in and they're huge. And so one church can meet a crib need and the other one can meet a couch need. And guess what? Two churches, mm-hmm. completely different denominations, are joining together to meet the needs of the hurting in our mm-hmm. community. That's something that gets me jazzed. So more of that unity. Yeah. And then the other thing is just that God's church would be set on fire here in Arizona. That... That he would turn the lukewarm heart into a fire burning, and I think the way that we do that is by pouring ourselves out. We go and serve outside of our comfort zone. I think that the, I think comfort is bondage, (laughs) and I think that we've got a lot of that here. Arizona is so comfortable for a lot of people, and so that's something that I. Those are two things that I really pray over our city as I drive all around. Is
0: those are good words. That's Jenica with Care Portal, and uh, let me just remind you what she just said. Uh, one of the great things that Care Portal, anything that God is doing, creates is it creates unity in the church. We know that's the heart of Jesus. John 17, his prayer was, "We would be one." <clears throat> kind of a trick question when I asked you earlier, how many churches in Maricopa County? The truth is, there's one.
1: Right? right? There's only
0: one church. Right. And right, I know what you mean. There's only one church in on the planet. Right. We just forget that, and so we act as though there's more than one. So there's only one of us. And I think serving your second point b- builds that unity. But it also does something to us. Actually, Isaiah, the prophet, talks a lot about this, that true fasting is giving your life away to the poor, and then your healing will come. So the prophet's obviously saying, you guys think you're all resourced, but you're sick. And we think it's those people that have the problem, and we're going to go fix them. And the truth is, Jesus is already there, and he's waiting to give you a hug when you show up with the crib and say, hey, you're going to get better. You're going to get better in this relationship I'm going to give you. I think another thing I would add, because I love those, is I think it teaches us who our neighbor is. I think sometimes we want to know what it means to love our neighbor, and it is sometimes our geographic neighbor right next door to us in our house. But for the Good Samaritan, that wasn't his neighbor yet. It was a stranger on a road. And sometimes we have to be reminded that there is no such thing as a stranger, these are our neighbors. This is our community. And I love that Care Portal creates these sm- tiny, tiny circles of care that we can serve our neighbors. We have no access to them, but because the state is required to intervene in a crisis, we now have permission. And mm-hmm. this is where this is kind of holy ground. This is a holy season. I say many, many times, I don't know how long this will go. Like, mm-hmm. A new administration or a new something could say, you know, what we don't want to do this this, this way anymore. But the church has a, a platform right now and an opportunity. We've just got a, a couple more minutes, Jenica, and before we're done with this segment, anything you would add, or again, you're just that you would encourage people that this is for everybody, or something you want to add to the story?
1: Yeah, our call to action right now is really we can only go as far as the church is willing to sign up. Mm -hmm. So uh, people that know other people at churches, Mm -hmm. someone that has a heartstring tugged by this, that wants to own it at their own church, um, a pastor who wants to share it with his influence of other pastors. um, It's Now is the time where, like you said, we do have favor. And so to spread the word and, and have churches enroll and, um, and, and join us on this mission. Um, that's, that's our call to action.
0: I think another thing to remind everybody is, uh, every day we don't do it is another family that we could have served. Not to shelter, just kind of shame you you guys or to kind of guilt anybody because that doesn't motivate, but, to say it differently, just to say we have this opportunity to keep some families together. Who, really, That's my experience. These are families who really love each other. That's kind of what surprises people when they show up. You kind of think you're walking into complete craziness. You're not. You're walking into poverty. It's like If you're on a mission trip, it's that way. It's a mission trip in your own neighborhood. And you've been asked by God and now the state of Arizona, here's a platform. Here's a platform to serve. And if we don't. More kids get added to the system, and the stats are so sad for these kids. Not Their graduation rates are so sad. Their prison population, so many foster care kids, and I hate telling that part of the story. I would rather say we know good news, and we know 9,000-plus kids who got to stay at home in, in the United States because Care Portal connected the church to that family. That is Jenica McMaster, and to find her again is jenica, J-E-N-I-C-A, jenica, at goproject.org. And you can please go and find out how to get to the event. Email her. We have this great launch February 14th at 2 o'clock at GCU. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. This is Faith Talk 1360, Koinonia. Tom Brown is your usual host, but it is our heart together, the three of us. That God's voice is loudest in your head. So, if you heard nothing else today, it's that God is big and He is moving His people to action. We've got to take one more break. When we come back, we will close off this segment. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in just a minute. Thank you for listening today again. Privileged. Thanks, Tom, for letting me host. I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. Today, my friend Jenica McMaster's been here talking about Care Portal and ways that the church is right now actively engaged in serving vulnerable kids in our state. And so I thought it'd be really sweet. I know Jenica has an amazing faith journey and she, everywhere she goes, bubbles about Jesus. So I thought it would be sweet if she could uh, pray for us as we close out this hour.
1: All right. Father God, we thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity to share your good news. I pray that you give us more opportunities even today to share you with others. Father, we pray that you unlock the door to your church. We pray that you would ignite your church in our in our community. That there will be not one child left in foster care, God, but that you would um that you would use your church in mighty ways. God, I thank you for billy thank you for his service thank you for this opportunity to be a part of of your work and god we pray that you would have an outpouring of your spirit here in in arizona god that you would do mighty things in the name of jesus i pray amen
0: amen so i want to tell you all something that i'm just thinking about reminded by james 127 where pure true religion is care for orphans and widows where the apostles reminding us, man, you want to live out your faith on the front lines of where Jesus wants you to be. It's with those who the culture kicks to the curb. And in that first century, there was no one more vulnerable than an orphan or a widow. They had no rights. They had nothing. And James called the church to action on that. That would be today's kid in the foster care system. No family to advocate for them. Nobody. They bounce around church uh, schools We're asking that you have this opportunity to jump in and love, I think, the way Jesus would want us to love. So thank you, Jenica. Yay. Thank you, you, Care Portal. We're looking forward to the February 14th event with Adrian and the governor. And God bless you all for listening. Let me just remind you, whatever else you've just heard, God is so big. And he so totally loves you. And he wants to include you in what he's doing on this planet. So thank you. This has been Coinonia on faith talk 1360 i'm billy thrall with movement day arizona and we'll chat with you next week thanks bye